Thank you for joining us on our LWCC podcast. Right now, you're going to hear a message from our senior pastor and founder of Living Word, Pastor Ruben Reyna. Let's jump into our word. some Texas in the house and they're sitting right here in the front let's give them a warm welcome yeah viva los tejanos come on now you may be seated if you're here for the first time the Lord bless you I pray that God will speak to you and God will cause things to happen in your life it's always nice to see Texas Texans here because I'm one myself yeah, that's why I drink this cherry. <laughs> Second Timothy. We're going to start there. I mean, we're going to stay there for a little while. Uh, I forgot what I titled the message, but it'll come to me in a little while. <clears throat> I'm coming. Give me a chance to wind up here. Second Timothy, and here Paul is writing to his son. Every son needs a father. Every, need, every son needs a father because somewhere in ministry or somewhere, wherever you're placed, you're going to need a guide to help you through the thick times. Because how many know that we all face pretty tough times sometimes? We need a reference point where we could see and where we could feel and we could have somebody to say with us, we're praying for you, we're pushing you forward, and we want to see you do God's best. Amen. Amen. And this is what Paul was all about, being a father to Timothy. But also, Timothy had a great heritage. And... Um, it talks about his grandma being saved. We need grandmas that are Holy Ghost safe. Because for them to put a grandma inside of this scripture means a lot. Because grandmas are on fire. My mother, she's not a grandma. Well, she's a grandma to the grandkids. But my mom is 95 years old. And she is full of the Holy Ghost. She, she don't play around. She don't pamper me. She tells me, who's your God? Is your God my God? Yeah. Then why are you acting so foolish? Everybody needs a grandma. Everybody needs a mom to hit you over the head and bring, to, bring you to some senses. I agree with all that because I've been rebuked by my mom a lot of times. And I might be 70, but she's 95. And she still has the voice of authority. When she calls me, her voice is like if she was a teenager. That's how clear her voice is. And when I hear that voice of authority, I said, hallelujah, I am not going to give in to defeat, and I'm not going to tell her my problems. Because <laughs> all I'm going to get is a good rebuke. <laughs> 
And verse 4 says, Greatly desiring to see there, being mindful of the tears that I, that I may be filled with joy. Here's Paul the speaking. He says, I, I love you, Timothy, so much, but one of the things that I want you to understand that I am mindful of you. I'm always remembering about you, and I have tears, but they're tears of joy. And here's the thing. It's because Timothy was up, had a great church, thousands of people, and he was a young man that was full, full of the Holy Spirit and well-trained by the Apostle Paul. And when, when he says these words, he means it, that he's full of tears. He's cried a lot, mindful of the tears of thy tears, the ones that he shed, that I may be full of joy. I don't know about you, but how many here have ever fallen in love and then they break your heart the first time? And I don't care if you're a, um, a vato loco or, you know, or sissified, whatever you might have been, but you, uh, you, you cried. You cried. Because something went wrong in that relationship. Here's different types of joy. Because his joy was to see Timothy still standing in the middle of the storm. And this man had fought already so many battles, but yet he had the Apostle Paul writing direct to him. And look at verse 5. It says, when I called to remembrance uh, the uh, unforged faith that is in thee, which dwelt first also in Grandma Lois and in thy mother Eudas, and I am persuaded that in thee also. What a, what a statement here. He says, not only is your grandma involved, but your mother is involved. And there were two ladies that were full of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't mention the father, because sometimes fathers are too stupid to get saved. But the ladies, I don't know what they have about them. They always humble themselves. And if you remember when Jesus died, who was there at the tomb? It was the ladies. And then the, well, who gave the message? Jesus gave them the message, go tell the disciples that I have risen from the dead. So the ladies played an important part because without a mom and without a grandma, we wouldn't be here. Come on, somebody. Yeah, thank God for dads, but thank God for moms and grandmas that allow us to be born. And, and let me tell you something. Sometimes we think that we go through a lot of pain. Let me tell you, if you never had a baby, you'll never understand pain. And thank God I can't have one. Hallelujah. Because I agree with everything I said right now. <laughs> and here's the Apostle Paul. The reason why he's you know, adding butter to him is because he wants to say something to him in verse 6. Wherefore, I put thee in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in thee by the putting on of my hands. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your presence, for your love, for your mercy. Thank you for everything that you've done in this house and doing in this house. I pray that you will continue and bring the fire with it, Father. In Jesus' name I ask, amen and amen. Somewhere along the line, Paul had to say these words to him. He says, I put you in remembrance. How many know that if I tell you about 
about a story and you've been involved in that story, the minute I say one word, you will say, I remember. Why well, remember? Or when the Bible talks about, remember when you were first in love with God, but you have fallen from your first love. So you remember that at one time you were on fire and now you're not on fire because the memory, when it's triggered off, it will automatically go back to that remembrance. And here the Apostle Paul, he was saying to Timothy, don't you dare forget who you are. Because in the middle of the battle, you can forget who you are. In the middle of the storms and everything that comes against us, sometimes we could get dried up like a chicharron. Sometimes we could just dry up and not remember what God has done for us. Sometimes we got to remember that we were nobody. Sometimes we got to remember that we were running around with, a, with like a chicken without a head. Sometimes we got to remember that, hey, Jesus really found us and really sanctified us and really bought us and really saved us. And we, we need to remember who we serve because the enemy is like a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. He will always target you because you're a son of God. You're a daughter of God and he will always roar and he will always put fear in your life and telling you, you can't do this and you can't do that and you can't serve God and you can't sing and you can't be an usher. You can't be a Sunday school teacher. You can't be a good father. You can't be a good mother and he will go on and on. But the Bible says greater is he that is in than he that is in the world. So sometimes we got to remember that at one time we were lost, but God picked us up, up out of the miry clay, set our feet upon a solid rock, and we decided that we were going to fight all the way, and we were not going to turn back anymore. Once you've been born again, oh, you can be sunk like a ship, but you will pop up somewhere because God is in charge of your life. But sometimes the devil likes to just blind you a little bit, blind you and, and make you doubt and make you fear. And Paul is saying, remember, remember, tell your neighbor, remember, neighbor, what the Lord has done for you. Hmm? And then after he says, remember, listen, listen to this, that thou stir up the gift of God, the gift. What gift did God give you? First, he gave you the gift of salvation. You've been born again by the grace of God. It wasn't because of your beautiful works or because you lit up candles or, or you whipped yourself or, or you just walked uh, on your knees and there was all kinds of blood running through. No, it was the grace of God. He picked you up because he loved you. He picked you up because he saw the sincerity in your heart. He picked you up because you said, God, I am so hungry for you. And then after that, he puts a gift in you. That was the gift of salvation. But then there is the gift of speaking the word of God. Every person that has breath can speak the word of God. Every person can tell yourself, come on, you're going to do something for God because now you realize who you are and what kind of gift God's given you. He's given you eternal life, not just to keep it to yourself, but to give it to everybody else that needs a gift uh, that will keep on giving. Hallelujah. So this gift needs to be stirred. Need to remember, and now I need to be stirred. I don't know about you, I didn't like the beans that were at the bottom of the pan. 
I like the beans that were on top when my mother used to put it on the fire and begin to stir those baby beans. And she stirred those and then threw a little bacon inside of them and began to stir it. And then she threw a little bit of cheese and began to stir it. And all of a sudden, that stir brought an aroma all over the house. Some of us need to get back to a little stirring because you're not smelling like you used to smell. You used to smell because you were born again. There was a fragrance coming out of you. There was a word coming out of you. You were not defeated. You you were not destroyed. You might have been knocked down, but you came back up and you said, Hey, I'm going to stir this gift inside of me. I'm going to cause some fire to take place. I'm going to cause some glory to take place. I'm going to tear down the strongholds that hit me. I'm going to stir myself and I'm going to destroy the works of the enemy we are not cowards hallelujah we are fighters we are boxers we are soldiers in the army of the Lord we need to stir ourselves oh how I like to stir myself how I like a good fight I don't like to be dull I like to make some noise and tell the devil I'm alive I'm fire full of the Holy Ghost destroying the works of God how do I destroy it by the word of God and by my testimony I destroy everything that comes against me you need to stir up that gift inside of you Timothy Tell your neighbor it's time to stir the pot. Is there life in the pot, the prophet said. Is there any life in the pot here? Can somebody give me a loud amen if there's life in the pot? Thank God this is living word, meaning that it's active, it's alive. It's not dead. It's not dead. You need to stir yourself. Stir up that gift of God. Hey, look at it as a gift of God. It's not yours. It's something that God gifted you with. Woo! When you understand that he has gifted you, it turns your mind around. Because it's not something you're doing. It's something that he put inside of you. Mm. I don't remember Sister Mama Arkansoni. I'll never forget her. Hallelujah. Mama, Mama Arkansas, man, that was a hallelujah. <laughs> I remember Mama Arkansas when I was sick. She walked in, and you remember the story. She, she brought me a little juice, and then she says, Reuben, can I pray for you? And then she, she's 80 years old. And she tells Stella, can I pray for him? Yeah, go ahead. And she asked me, I said, yeah, go ahead. And she got her little hands, slapped them on my forehead, and shata baramba suta bakara. In the name of Jesus, be healed. Man, my little body was going like this. And she walked away and she said, I'll be right back. I'm going to make you a little soup and, and bring it right back to you. She came back and she says, how do you feel? I said, Grandma, I feel a lot better. You, you just stirred up the gift inside of me. You just, start off, you just started off praying for me, but there was a gift of healing running through your hands. We need some people that get crazy faith. Crazy faith that will do anything that God tells you to do. 
just like when I see these singers, they're, they're, they're here singing. If you knew that they never sang before, it would shock you. But they decided to take this gift of singing and sing it to God and lead you into praise. And to see some of these young men that's smiling and everything, they got a testimony of a wonderful gift that God's placed inside of their lives. Woo! So we, we need to stir up that gift. You need to get rid of the I cannot do it. Get rid of that demon and kick it out of your life. Just kick it out of your life. I don't want I can do it. I want I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me daily. Remember, stir up the gift of God, which is in thee by putting on my hands. Some of you need the pastor to lay his hands on you. Yeah, you got a big forehead. That's why you need me to lay my hands on you. You need some of the pastors to lay their hands on you because you forgot who you were. And sometimes a good old-fashioned altar call will change your whole life. Don't you dare be afraid of the altar call. You ought to run to the altar call. When they open them, I don't care. I don't care. I just want what God has for me. Especially when you're in the middle of a tragedy. That's when you need to be a man of God that will get rid of the cowardness inside of you and go into humility and pop out out and say, here I am again. Here I am again. Yeah, too legit to quit. Uh Verse 7, now listen to verse 7. For God has not given us the spirit of fear. God has not given you the spirit of fear. Don't you dare go for the okie doke of the spirit of fear where fear paralyzes you. Where you begin to look at your future and say, where am I going? When you ought to say, God is guiding my life. And if he's guiding my life, I'm going to get to the destination that God has for me. I am not going to have uh, this doubt, this fear. I am going to bring down that stronghold of fear. And I'm going to say to that old devil, get out of my way. How many of you have ever seen an ugly movie, maybe a frightening movie? I used to love to see Contractly when I was a little boy. But when I would see it, I would be fearful, fearful, fearful that I would get up in the morning and say, Mom, pray for me. And she would pray for me to get rid of that spirit of fear. Why? Because what I saw is what I became. You can't hang around with, what you, with those people that are full of fear because they'll, they'll, you'll pick up their fear. Fear is an impartation of the devil himself. You need to get rid of that fear and say, you know what? I'm going to roll up my sleeves, devil. I'm going to fight with you. I'm going to become who God wants me to become. I don't care what my mind is saying. I'm a man of faith. I'm paying attention to the Holy Spirit. I'm paying attention to God. In God, there is no fear. The love of God will cast out fear. He has no fear. The devil has all the fear. Your tomorrow is going to be better than today. Come on, somebody. Your days are going to be even better than what you're seeing in your own life. You need to get rid of that fear. Hallelujah. 
If you're a guitar player, you're going to become better. If you're a piano player, you're going to become better. If you're just that monster in the drums, you're going to become better. Those singers, you're going to become better. There is no such thing of becoming worse in God. We don't serve a dead God. We don't serve a fearful devil. We serve a living God that is full of peace, joy, gentleness, kindness, long-suffering. Against such, there is no law. Come on, give the Lord a clap up and if you could do it, rebuke the spirit of fear. I don't care what the doctor said to you. I rebuke that demon of fear that just said that I have cancer. I'm shaking off cancer. I'm shaking off lacuma. I'm shaking off blindness. I'm shaking away headaches. I'm shaking away all high pressure. I believe God is going to control my life and give me a brand new life. Woo! Get rid of the spirit of fear that I can't preach. You can preach. You can even do exercise without fear. <laughs> Shake up all this building. Lord, we would need this building. Got to get rid of the spirit of fear. It's a spirit. It is a demon that tries to control your destination. We don't serve him no more. We don't serve him no more. Then he says... God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power. I don't know. I used to like those firecrackers. The mean ones. What was it? The M40s or something? M80s. Oh, my God. What a blast. You put that thing underneath the can, it'll blast the can right up. I love those until I saw somebody mess up their fingers when they took too long lighting it up. You were good at lighting up a joint, but not a firework. <laughs> well, maybe you did a joint and then did it. That's why you're gone. Thou shalt not be stupid, the 11th commandment. God's given you a spirit of power. Say it with me. God's given me a spirit of power. So that means I can trample over the devil. I can trample at anything that he throws at me. I can become the way God wants me to become. And I can speak what God wants me to say. So in the middle of the storm, I have power even to seize the storm. And when I say storms, there are spiritual storms that sometimes they come like little whirlwinds into our mind. Sometimes the enemy creates things so that he can discourage you. Let me tell you something. When you feel discouraged, is that that weapon, the enemy made it. And it's time for you to rise up like a man of God and a woman of God and put on power inside of you. You're not a power ranger. You're a Holy Ghost individual. Individual that's full of power ain't afraid of no devil. If you ever cast out a devil, he'll tell you, I don't like you and I'm going to do evil things. Shut up, I command you in the name of Jesus. Just shut up. You cannot disgrace the grace of God like that devil. So I'm commanding you to shut up and man, they stay shut. And then I tell them, come out the one they come out. Why? Because God's given us authority He's given us power against the wicked one. Stop being a sissy. No seas un cobarde. 
In the world, you were a. You, some of you ladies look real innocent, but you were not innocent. You love to fight. That was your mo. You love to fight. Don't give me that with all that makeup you got. Nah, I don't believe it. Neither does your husband. And he can testify that you were not a sissy. You were full of power. That was different power. How much more now with the tender mercies that God's given you to lay hands on the sick and to pray for people and to love people and to create that atmosphere that God can do all things through him that strengthens you. All things. So here Paul is saying, hey, I've given, I have not given you the spirit of fear, but of love. And of power. And then he throws in, and of a sound mind. Your mind is not skipping no more like it used to. You're not a psycho no more. Some of you used to be like, You were ugly. You had an ugly spirit in you. Until Jesus, you met up with Jesus. Now you're the kindest person that ever lived. Nobody believes that you're that kind if you only knew him. It's just like a guy that gets married to a wife that's jealous. She's real jealous and she's real dominating. Ladies, don't get nervous. I'm just going to give you an illustration of it. There was this guy that was really, really... Really dominated by the woman. And he told the fellas, what can I do? What can I do? This lady is so dominating. She judges me for everything. And, it's, and uh, he says, you know what? Uh, 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 just treat her right. He says, I already tried that. Well, do this. I already did that. She's still real dominating. I, I can't go anywhere. She wants me to look at her all the time. She, <laughs> And she says that I, I'm with another woman. I say, I'm not with another woman. So every time I walk through the door, she takes off my clothes and she checks and he finds her little hair and it was brown. He says, oh, you are with that brown person, huh? <laughs> so he would walk every day and he would go in there again and he, she, he checked her and she would check him and she, she found a, a little blonde hair. Oh, you were with the blondie. And one day he was all defeated. He says, you know what? I'm going to the gas station. And he went to the gas station and he took off his clothes and he started evacuating all of his clothes. And he looked at them in the front and in the back and all the hairs were gone. They were gone. And he, he goes, now I'm going to confront this lady. And he walks in and the lady starts getting his clothes and going through everything. He put back his clothes. I said, hey, I got her this time. Then she said... <laughs> Andabas con la pelona. <laughs> you were with the ball-headed one. <laughs> you gotta get that demon out of her. <laughs> it's not normal to act that way. Andabas con la pelona. <laughs> you were with the baldy one. <laughs> How did I get off on that one? That was a good one. <laughs> of love <laughs> and, and of a sound mind yeah. sound mind come on ladies you're married get a sound mind you know get a sound mind for that man and this is my man I'm going to take care of him I'm going to cook with him I'm going to just love him to death he ain't leaving me because I love him too much 
When you get a woman like that, that she loves you a lot, oh, you're going to take care of her because she is, she's a sweetheart. And when you got a man like that that loves his wife, oh my God, that woman is flying because she found herself a good man. Even though he might be a pelon, but you found a... Uh, <laughs> should have left your hat on. <laughs> That's a nice man you got. And if he's got hair and he combs his hair like Elvis Presley, hey, hey, praise God. But... The key is, is to be different on the inside. Because it's on the inside that God changes a man and a woman. I've seen the worst couples come in fighting and all of a sudden they go out holding hands and loving each other. Why? Because that dominating spirit of the world has come into their brain and messed them all up. And God's the only one that can rearrange the furniture. Rearrange all the, the tools that you got in your brain. God is a good God. Why? He gives you a spirit of love. That's a gopin love and a sound mind, a sound mind that you can go through the worst storms in life and keep a sound mind. And people will look at you and say, man, this guy's crazy. He's still making it. Yeah, because it's not about me. It's about all that God has given me. So I am taking all those tools. I'm applying them to my life and I'm becoming a man of God. So Timothy had to be reminded because of the storms and because of the tiredness sometimes we go into and to the storms where we walk in tired, we come back tired and we're so tired, we're exhausted. We need a touch of God. We need the Holy Spirit to come and revive our spirit once again. Give us revival once again so that thy people may rejoice. I want the joy of the Lord to live inside of me. I want to be whole from my mind, my heart, my spirit, my body. I want to be ever I want to take everything that God has. I want to become that man and not live under a torturing spirit mentally. So, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Now listen to verse 8. Be not therefore ashamed of thy testimony of the Lord. Don't be ashamed. Don't be a 007. You know what a 007 says? I'm a spy. But you never use what God's given you. You're just a spy. You're a double O nothing. Because you're not using your weapons. I don't know if you've seen those cowboy movies. I like those cowboy movies. Man. Especially when they got two guns, you know. When they got two guns here, you, you see them and man, one, bam, 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 bam. And man, you go like, man, wow, check out this guy. Crazy cowboy. Well, he ain't too crazy. He killed everybody that needed to be killed in those days. Right? So, so why don't we have not be ashamed of our testimony? Why? Because the enemy never wants you to say a single word about Jesus because you think he'll tell you you're going to offend people. They're not ready. They will not listen to you. You'll be surprised that when you hear those words come into your mind, you better say it because it's about to happen. Because if the devil is fighting you that much, means that God wants that individual. Yes. Amen. 
Are you with me? That wants that individual. Don't be ashamed of your testimony. Maybe you didn't have a guy, you didn't have a testimony of killing people and destroying people, but you, you ladies were thieves. (laughs) You know, you know that makeup, you just. (laughs) But you act, you look real nice. But your whole purse already was full of, you know, all the items just for your makeup. That's all right. It's a rich store. They'll never miss them. It's not about the store. It's about your store in your house, in your heart. That is what you're going to have to organize inside of you. So when you're speaking to people, don't be ashamed of who God made, how God made you and who you are. Because he's made a beautiful person out of you and you have a lot to say and you can do a lot for God just through your kindness. Your kindness. Mm -hmm. The other day I walked into a restaurant and I was sitting down eating breakfast and I turned around and the Holy Spirit told me, buy breakfast to those three people. Mom and dad and a little boy. I said, no, lying devil. You know how we are. <laughs> then the Holy Spirit says, it's not the devil, it's me. You know? So I told the waitress, hey, I want to pay for their breakfast. I paid for their breakfast, paid for mine. When I walked out, I said, I just want to say, I paid for your breakfast because God put it in my heart to do this. And the lady got so happy. She almost started crying. And the man said, you didn't have to do that. I said, it's too late. I already did it. <laughs> Two different characters, because that's who we are. And the little girl just said, thank you. I said, you're welcome. Do you know that I walked out of that place more blessed than ever? And they never forgot it. And they never will. And they were going to ask me, what's your name? I was going to say, Superman. Yes, I didn't want to get the glory, so I was going to say Superman. I already had it recorded <laughs> and walk out laughing. Yeah. But your testimony of kindness draws people to God. Mm-hmm. It says, don't be ashamed of your testimony of the Lord, nor of me, his prisoner. In other words, don't be embarrassed of me because I preached the gospel and they threw me in jail. Don't be Embarrass of me. Be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel according to the power of God. What a statement. Don't, don't, don't be ashamed of me that I, they're talking nonsense, that I'm a probably insane man, the apostle Paul. He said, don't pay attention to that. But take, be a partaker of the afflictions of the gospel accordingly to the power of God. Where do you go to church? Well, there were Reuben Rain. Ooh, ooh. No, no, no. Ooh, what? He's serving God. He loves God. And he loves you too. And that just cleans the atmosphere. 
What are you doing? You're a partaker of whatever I am, of the afflictions, of the contradictions. You're not running away, oh, because you're better or because they're better. You don't need that. What you need is just to demonstrate the power of God. You are who you are by the grace of God. And you represent the power of God through the grace of God. Through the grace of God. If you don't believe it, read it right there, verse 8. It's very clear. Be thou therefore, not, uh, therefore ashamed of the testimony of our Lord, nor of me, his prisoner, but be partaker of the afflictions of the gospel accordingly to the power of God. What a statement. What a statement. Verse 9. Who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not accordingly to our works, but accordingly to the purpose of grace, which was given unto us in Christ Jesus before the world began. Begun. Wow. Wow. That. <laughs> You have a purpose. If you're safe, you have a purpose. The purpose is to do what God wants us to do because we've been saved by the grace of God. How many are glad here to be saved by the grace of God? And how many are here feeling good because of his purposes? He's got a purpose for you. This, tonight you're going to go home full. I'm getting rid of the remembrance of this crazy nonsense fight or my past or my tia Julia threw it at me and now I'm reliving it. And payasa is still talking bad about me. They're all talking about me. They're all talking about me, but it doesn't matter. I want to stir up the gift of God. I want to stir up the spirit of God that God's given me and my hand, everything that I have, I'm going to become who God wants me to become. Listen, if you've been battling, if you've been battling so much that sometimes you feel like you've got a beehive in your head. Nobody sees it, but it's zoo, zoo, And it's just tormenting you. That's the enemy. When you find the enemy, you expose him and you destroy him. And you need to deal with issues and those thoughts that he gets into your brain with. You're not alone. Jesus is with you forever. He saved you and he sealed your salvation. And you're ready to fight the enemy and you're ready to get up and remember what he's done for you. He didn't give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you a spirit of love, power, and of a sound mind. That's what he gave you. You're not an idiot. You're a child of the living God. You're not a fool. No, no, you're not a fool. You're, you're a fool for Christ, but not a fool for the world. So you get up and you say, the one, that's it. It's over. I, I, I am going to duke it out. I am going to get up. I'm going to resurrect. I'm going to become what God wants me to become. I'm a man. I'm a woman woman of purpose and I am fighting for everything that God says that I am. Woo. Get your head up. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. I'm a soldier in the army of the Lord. And that's all I remember. 
but we're soldiers. If you came to church wounded, if you came to church tormented, if you came to church and you just made it, you just didn't want to come, look, God is about to meet with you. And he's embracing you right now and loving you because he cares more for you than you care about yourself. I want us all to stand. Hallelujah. As you musicians come forward. <clears throat> Thank God for the musicians, the worship team. Every time they smile, I feel like smiling back, waving my hands at them, how great they are. And thanking God for all their obedience, all of their obedience, and all their efforts, all their time. Close your eyes for a minute. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for being such a good God to us. You are an awesome God. You are an awesome God. We can do anything that we set our heart to do. With you, we could do all things. There is no doubt. There is no fear. We can do all things. And right now, I pray for my brothers and sisters, all the Timothys, all the Timotas. I pray for them that they will just, oh, put on the armor of God and get up and to dust themselves and say, here I am. I'm a warrior. I'm going to fight with everything I got. I don't care what I've been feeling. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to cry it out. I'm going to cry it out, but I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live. I'm going to live. I'm going to die. I'm not going to die. The doctor said this. I'm not going to die. God's going to heal me. God's going to do something big in my life. God's going to provide for me. God's going to take care of my bills. God's going to do everything for me. I'm believing God that he's going to do everything for me. If God spoke to you tonight, I want to invite you to the altar. Maybe you're hurting. I want to pray for you. Maybe you're a backslider. I want you to come with everything.